0: Now, what exactly was that all about, Dave? Well, I'm a little flustered right now. I have to be to work in eight minutes. Flustered? What are you doing? I need you to unfluster. My boss is going to go nuts on me if we're late, so please. We will proceed when you are centered. I'm centered, I'm centered, I'm centered. Come on, there's 10,000 people behind us. Let's go, crazy man. We're going to sing a song. No. I don't want to sing a song. I want to go to, I want to, I got to go. Oh, here we go. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. I feel charming. Oh, so charming. It's charming. How charming I feel. And so pretty. That I hardly can believe I'm real. la, 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 la. All right. right. Hey, I want to welcome all of our campuses to week three of our series entitled Crazy, Finding Calm in the Chaos. Come on, let's just welcome all those that are joining us. Yeah. South Shore, Gulf Coast, Baton Rouge Online every week. So excited to have you guys. We are in a five-week series talking about how biblically by the power of God, we can manage the stresses of life. Again, week one, I said this, a stress-free life is an illusion. Don't let anybody tell you that you can live a stress-free life, but here's what you can live. You can live a less stressed life. You, You can learn how to manage stress God's way. Interesting, if you weren't here last week, and I do want to recommend as well, uh, you can download, if you ever miss one of these messages, uh, we also have an app now, Church of the King app, you can download it right off of that. But if you weren't here last week, I talked about three things related to time and stress management. Number one, I talked about margin. Can everybody say margin? I talked about understanding the difference between load and limit, making sure, watch this, that we're carrying less than our limit. In other words, we're carrying less than what our capacity is. So we've got margin. I also talked about the whole concept of seasons. I said, it's so important that we understand not how to compare our season with somebody else. In other words, I'm in a season that you may not be in. You're in a season that I might not be in. And we often compare ourselves. Paul says among ourselves and we become unwise. I also said, we got to be careful not to project, not to project our season on someone else, all related to time management. And the third thing I talked about is priorities, how it's important for us to understand God priorities. The question is this, pastor, what if I'm doing all of these things and I'm building margin in my life? And matter of fact, we had somebody email us this week about this pastor. I've got all this, you know, I feel like I'm building margin. I feel like I'm being very careful to understand what season I'm in and, and the output of those seasons. And I feel like I'm living according to my God priorities, but I'm facing a crisis right now, a challenge that's bigger than me. What do you do when you face a challenge that's bigger than that? In other words, maybe it's a financial situation in your life. You didn't see it coming, but there was a shift in the market. And now you're trying to figure out, man, how am I going to make this thing work? And you feel, watch this, there's crisis and stress is attached to crisis. So there's a crisis... Then you've got stress and then you feel the pain attached to that stress. The issue is, what if you're doing all of these things and yet there's something that has moved into your life? Maybe it was a relational curveball. Man, you thought everything was going well and now you realize, man, this thing is not on solid ground like you thought. You're dealing with the, with the reality of, man, I, I'm navigating, I'm walking through a minefield here and that is field crisis, stress, and then pain. What do you do? What do you do when you're dealing with a situation that's bigger than you? What, what do you do when you're dealing with the situation when you feel like you've, you, you've got everything covered, but it's a crisis, it's acute. That pain is so intense. the reality is is that all of us will face situations like that in our lives. I know I have in my life. I've faced multiple times different things, whether personally or professionally. man, I thought everything was just going well, and yet I, I dealt with challenges. Think about it as a pastor. And many of you in 2005, depending upon where you live, we thought everything was going well. And then we felt this we dealt with something outside of ourselves, a hurricane that impacted all of our worlds. So how do you respond to that crisis, stress, pain? How how do you deal? Because this crisis produces a stress. Maybe it's not that, maybe it was something else. I remember as well, we were building this building. Matter of fact, right here at Little Creek at our North Shore campus, a $40 million building. And we had this big financial meltdown and As the pastor, I've got to come before the people every week and say, man, I know God spoke to us and our elders, of course, there was a unanimous uh, vote with our elders and we were moving forward. And yet I had to deal with the reality. And every week I could feel it in my stomach. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And the stress and having to grapple and deal with the reality of that. Here it is crisis, stress and pain. What do you do? How do you respond? How do you respond when you're dealing with something that's bigger than you? Let me get started by asking you that question. What do you do? What do you do when crazy shows up on your doorstep? I'm not talking about a person. Come on, y'all know what I'm talking about. Maybe. No, I'm just joking. What do you do when crazy stress shows up at your doorstep? How do you respond? How you respond will largely determine how you navigate through that. All of us. All of us deal with situations like that. And again, I want to say this very pastorally, because I know that there's some of you in situations right now, relationally, you've got a matter of fact, some of you guys, I know this, that have gone into the doctor and you thought everything was well. And yet you got to report crisis. Here it is crisis, stress, pain. And now you've got to deal with the reality of, whoa, whoa, whoa. What does this mean? And I got to make some adjustments. And man, this, the prognosis was not what I was anticipating at all. See, I believe that God has given us a secret weapon. By the way, I know the difference between an indefinite and a definite article. I believe that God has not only given us a secret weapon, but the secret weapon. And I want to talk to you today about how, listen, how prayer coupled with the power of the Holy Spirit helps us to overcome stress. Listen, not eliminate stress in our lives. That's a panacea. That's a utopian existence. There's no such thing as a stress-free life. But through prayer, everyone say prayer. Through prayer, coupled with the power of the Holy Spirit. It is a secret weapon. Why do we often exhaust all of our means? We, we do everything else. We look high and we look low. And yet we don't, we don't pick up the tool that God's given us. I, I know that even in myself, I forget sometimes, we want to rationalize, we want to figure things out. We feel like, man, I can do this. There's always a choice. There's a choice that you have today. There's a choice that I have today. Are we going to try to figure this out in our own strength? Are we going to try to figure out this marriage situation, our own strength, this financial? Maybe you're dealing with a loved one and they're out of your control and you're trying to figure it out. And they're making destructive choices. What do you do? Listen, there's a choice. You can do it in your strength or you can deal with it in God's strength. The key is, have you picked up this weapon? I want you to turn your eyes to the screen for about two minutes. And I, I, This is one of my favorite movies. This is a powerful depiction of when somebody was challenged with the choice to pick up their secret weapon or not. Check this out, I'll be right back. Now, this is where I do my fighting a closet. I call it my war room. So, so you wrote prayers for each area of your life? A prayer strategy? Yes. Now, I used to do what you and your husband are doing, but it got me nowhere. And then I really started studying what the scriptures say. And God showed me that it wasn't my job to do the heavy lifting. No, that was something that only he could do. It was my job to seek him, to trust him, and to stand on his word. Miss Clara, I've never seen anything like this. And I admire it. I really do. I just... I don't have time to pray that much every day. But you apparently have time to fight losing battles with your husband. Elizabeth, if you will give me one hour a week, I can teach you how to fight the right way, with the right weapons... Everybody say secret weapon. Come on, say it out loud. It's interesting when I saw that and I thought about that this week, how often, watch this, how often we're faced with a choice. Are we going to fight in our own strength? Are we going to do it in our own mind? And some of you are brilliant, a lot smarter than me. Brilliant intellectually. And you can figure out scenario planning. The problem is, how I mean, you know, sometimes we deal with challenges that are bigger than your ability to scenario plan. And you've got a choice. What am I going to do? Am I going to go down this road or, or, am, I going to, or am I going to employ a, a secret weapon? And that weapon, is it's not just prayer. How many of you have heard this statement? I know you have prayer power. I know I've had prayer. Let me just say this. It's not prayer. Prayer in and of itself doesn't have power. But prayer gives us access to God who has all power. I want to talk to you about prayer coupled with the power of the Holy Spirit. If you have your Bible, I'm going to ask you to open up to John chapter 14. John chapter 14. I want to talk to you today about our secret weapon, how to find calm and crazy. I do want to say this as well to all of our campuses. Next week, I'm going to teach a message. Uh, we're kind of wrapping up the series. We'll go all the way through Labor Day. But I'm going to talk about, about one of the things that causes stress in our life is that's fear of the future. There's a lot of stuff happening in our nation. I'm going to deal with a little bit of that and, and, and how in our, 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 our perspective is so important and I've got a lot of questions from people, so you do not want to miss next week. Today, I want to talk to you about prayer infused with the power of the Holy Spirit. John chapter 14 in the Gospel of John, I'll give you a little bit of backdrop. Jesus has been walking with his disciples for three years, and he, is, he was an amazing teacher an amazing leader with them. I want you to think about this for a moment. Jesus taught them. Jesus fed them. Jesus led them. One time he was teaching, the Bible says in the wilderness, and it got about four or five o'clock in the afternoon. and, And they realized, and I'll say this, they realized there's no McDonald's or Popeye's close by. And what they did was they thought, wait, time out. Let's ask Jesus what to do. And of course, we know that Jesus multiplied the the the, the fish and the loaves. How many of you would like to follow somebody that has the ability to do that? Think about that. How about this time when when they were nervous because they were on a boat in the the middle of the, the Sea of Galilee and they thought they were perishing, but their friend, their Lord, their master, Jesus showed up and calmed the storm. Maybe it was another time where they were being mocked and ridiculed by the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the whole group and it's Jesus who gave them a strategy how to navigate those through those relational tangles whether it's somebody who, who, who led them somebody that fed them somebody that healed them when they were sick and now all of a sudden Jesus sits them down and he has this conversation with them and in essence says now is the time for this purpose I've come for this purpose, the Son of God, and by the way, he said it over and over, for this purpose, the Son of God has come to give his life a ransom for many. Now is the moment, in other words, that his death was in, imminent. He, he, was, he, was, he was on the way to Jerusalem and to the cross, and he sits down, and he tells the disciples, he says, this is the moment, this is the time, and he starts, to, he starts to encourage them that this is the moment. Can you imagine the anxiety in their heart? Time out, Jesus, where are you going? Matter of fact, in the beginning of John chapter 14, those of you that maybe have been to a funeral lately, I mean, oh man, so many pastors or priests will use this scripture, John chapter 14. You you guys know the scripture in my father's house are many what mansions. And I go to prepare a place that's at the top of this. In other words, he says, I'm about to go away. And by the way, right now you can't come there. And they were anxious in their heart. They were nervous in their heart because their master, their, the, the, the one that led them, the one that taught them, the one that encouraged them, was about to go away. And as he was about to go away, he turned to them. They began to explain to them that as he departed, he was leaving something with them. He was leaving someone with them. John chapter 14 I want to talk to you today about the power of the Holy Spirit in our prayer lives and how, listen, how it is the secret weapon for the Christian to deal with stress. John chapter 14, verse 16. Here's what Jesus said. Now that you understand the context, he's about to go away. And he says, I pray the Father, I'll pray to the Father, and he will give you another, everybody say this next word, helper. In the Greek, the Old Testament's written primarily in Hebrew. The New Testament is written primarily in Greek. So this is the New Testament. The Greek word another is allos, another one just like me. Helper, parakletos, one called alongside. Here's what he said. I will give you another one who's just like me called alongside you to help you. He says, I'm going to pray to the Father. I'm about to go away. But when I do go away, I'm going to ask the Father to give you another helper, allos paracletos, that he may abide with you forever. Now let me pause right there. I want to say this. I want all of our campuses to hear this. Last week I talked about building margin to deal with stress. If you do not know Christ, you can build margin. Last week, I talked about understanding seasons. If you do not know Christ, you can live out and understand seasons and and manage time and stress based upon that, whether you're Christian or not. Last week, I talked about the reality of of living priorities. You you can live out priorities for the most part, even if you aren't a Christian. But today, what I'm talking about, this is only for those that know Christ. You're about to see the advantage of a believer in Jesus because you not only have something, you have Someone. And you're about to see something right here. He says, and look at verse 17, so powerful. He says, the spirit of truth, I'm, gonna get, I'm getting ready to give to you a spirit, the spirit of God, listen, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he dwells with you and will be what? Come on, say it, in you. Allos parakletos. In other words, Jesus said, I'm going away But as I go away, I'm sending another one just like me. The difference is he's not come to live with you. He's come to dwell in you. There's an exchange about to happen. And that exchange is is that when Christ dies on the cross. Listen to me. I want everybody to hear me. As he dies on the cross, as he's buried, as he's raised from the dead, Acts chapter 1, verse 8, as he talks about the power of the Holy Spirit, then the ascension, the divine ascension. He, see, he sits down at the right hand of the Father. Acts chapter 2, he pours out the Holy Spirit. Don't miss this. Let me tell you something. This is the difference between religion and a relationship with God. The Christ follower, listen, doesn't serve a God that's way, 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 way far off. Please do not miss this truth. For the believer in Jesus, when you trust Christ as your Savior... It's not about man. Now I've got to just do better, just try harder. No, sir. When 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 you receive Christ, Christ comes into your heart by His Spirit, and the Bible says that the, the Bible action. Paul says it this way: First Corinthians chapter three. Do you not know that your body, you are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? First Corinthians chapter six. Watch this scripture the next verse, it says, and do you not know that your body, your body, the same body that's dealing with stress, the same body that's grappling with the reality of expectations and, and obligations and pressures. You, 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 when we understand the reality of who is in us, I believe that we've got to live more, what I would call God inside minded. We've got to understand the reality that that our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God and you are not your own. Listen to me. Listen to me. I want everybody to hear me. This is so important. God, the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you. The Bible says greater is he. That's the spirit of God that's in you, that's in you. That's in you. Listen. than He and the stress and the pressures and the obligations and the anxieties that are in the world. Greater is He that's in you than He that's in the world. How many are grateful that Christ's Spirit lives in us? Jesus said, "I'm going away, but I am sending someone to you." It's interesting. I have a friend uh, from South Africa, and every year when he comes to visit me, he. He gives me a gift and it's kind of like a departing gift. And sometimes it's the hide off of an animal. I don't know. And sometimes it's, it's, it's a, uh, it's some coffee from South, but here's all those gifts. I appreciate because I appreciate the friendship, but Jesus left a departing gift with his disciples. It's a gift of the Holy spirit. You have the gift of the Holy spirit. Now, let me just explain something to you. It's interesting. I, uh, Whenever I teach on marriage and relationships, I, I, uh, I, I like to ask this question. I'm going to do it. I'm not going to ask for a show of hands because I don't want anyone incriminated. How many of you, if you were raising your hands, don't raise your hands. But if you were raising your hands, how many of you have a date night or date lunch with your spouse every week? Don't raise your hands. But if you were raising your hands, would you raise your hands? <laughs> okay. I know that's going to be some active conversation as we leave here. So, so my wife and I on Mondays, we have a date lunch. And so we'll go to, we'll go to, and so here's the point. I want everybody to hear it because here's where there's some confusion. Sometimes people say prayer power. Well, prayer actually doesn't have power. Prayer is the mechanism that facilitates our engagement with the Holy Spirit who has all power. That's important. My faith's not in prayer. My faith's in God, but I talk to God in prayer. So in other words, you go on a date with your wife, Right. Or your husband, ladies, so you're going. And so, so in other words, in other words, I have a relationship with my wife, but when I go on that date and I'm sitting there eating chips, cheese sauce, praise God, <laughs> don't give me that just little red stuff. We want cheese. Come on now. When we're eating that chips, the date is not, watch us. The date is not, the date is not causing my relationship. It's strengthening my relationship. My faith's not in the date My faith is in my my spouse, my relationship. But that that moment where we get together once a week. And by the way, I have some people say, well, you know, I just talk to God all day long. Yeah, and I'll do that with my wife too. But there's something about that date. Are y'all with me? There's something about that focused time when you connect. Listen, you can talk to God all day long, but it's usually help. I need, but there's something about that moment, that time where we focus in with God. See, I I believe that we have, we have left a, we have left this tool in the toolbox for so long. We we've not utilized what God has given us. This secret weapon, this weapon of prayer inspired and infused with the Holy spirit that brings relief. It brings reassurance. It brings resolve. It brings recalibration, the power of the Holy spirit. When we engage with God in prayer and God, the Holy spirit the spirit of God and our, 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 our lives are illuminated, and the power of the Lord, and we sense His presence is near. I don't listen, it doesn't matter what you're going through, something changes in your perspective when you engage with God, the Holy Spirit. I want to talk to you about three ways to find calm in the chaos, three ways to find calm in the chaos as we talk about prayer and the power of the Holy Spirit. Number one, I want to talk to you about the Holy Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. The Holy Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. Romans chapter eight, verse 26 and 27. Here's what the Bible says. Likewise, the spirit, everybody say the Holy spirit. The, spirit. the Holy Spirit also, what's that next word? Say it helps. Had a guy have a conversation with me one time. Here's what he said. I want everybody to hear me. He said, Steve, you know what you guys do at church? of the Y'all are trying to pull God down on our level. I said, no, 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 sir. I'm not trying to pull God down on our level. God voluntarily came down on our level. Number one, in the incarnation of Christ, second person, the Trinity. But as Christ sat down at the right hand of the Father, he sent the Holy Spirit. And listen, by way of identity and function, noun and verb, he is a helper and he helps. By the way, I need a lot of help. Anybody need a lot of help? Come on, raise your hand. You need a lot of help. If you need a lot of help, listen, that's what the Holy Spirit does. He is sent by the Father, listen, to help us. Help us what? Help us overcome sin. Help us overcome our flesh. Help us to overcome the works of the enemy, the shrapnel of the world around us. He comes to help us with our habits, our hang-ups, our hurts from our past. We all have them. And then the, and the weakness of our flesh, We have our, our, our flesh is weak, and we've got all these besetting sins and temptations and all these things. And by the way, you can't over sin. you cannot overcome sin by willpower alone. But you can by the power of the Holy Spirit. He comes to help us in our weaknesses. You may want to circle that right there. All of us have weaknesses. I have them and you have them. And that's why the Spirit of God, listen, don't fight. Don't fight by yourself. You have a weapon. It's called the Holy Spirit infusing your prayer life and filling you. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself... Makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. I love this verse. When I begin to think about it in my life, how I'm so limited, but God's not limited. At times I lack, but God always has more than enough. At times when I go into prayer and I'm I'm I'm, 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 I'm dealing with things and I'm grappling with issues and I can't figure things out personally, professionally. Dealing with the reality of life, but but as I go into that place of prayer and I I begin to open, watch this. I begin to open up myself to the Holy Spirit. I love a Jude. There's only one chapter in Jude, verse twenty. Here's what it says. I love this. Verse. But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. And as you go to that place of prayer and you begin to pray in the power of the Holy Spirit and the Spirit of God begins to flow through your mind and through your heart, all of a sudden, listen, where you brought, where you brought weakness into that prayer time, you walk out with strength. Where you, brought, where you brought shame or you brought condemnation, the Spirit of God comes upon you and you walk out confident in God. There's an exchange that happens in our lives when we understand how to access the Holy Spirit in prayer. We understand what God is doing. I recently moved back from, uh, we lived 12 years in Mandeville. We moved up to Covington for four years. We recently moved back to Mandeville. And it was really cool, this house, because above the garage, they have a room. I told my wife it's a prayer room slash man cave. Prayer room. (laughs) Don't go in my room. But anyways, this is my place. Come on, man. Don't even look so holy. You know what I'm talking about. It's like, that's a spot. And my whole, I've never had a spot like that. I've never had a spot like that. And so in the morning, I'll, I'll make my coffee and read my Bible, and I go up in this room, in this room. there's Something about going in this room. That, that, by the way, that was on the movie. There's something about a spot. You don't have to have a place. Maybe it's your backyard. I had my back porch for a long time. But now I have this room. I can't sing real well. I can't do much. But, I, but when I go into this room, it's, it's I'm all alone. Now watch this. I come in there with all of my weaknesses, I come in there with all of my frailties and I begin to cry out to God. I begin to pray in the spirit God, the power of the Holy Spirit. I begin to get built up in God. Now watch this. There's something about the secret weapon of prayer in the power of the Holy Spirit. Question. Why would you leave home without that engagement? Why would you go deal with work? Why would you deal with your clients? Why would you go to school? Why Why? why? why would we do that when, 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 there, when there, the power of Almighty God is available to us? Why, why, why would we leave? You guys remember the commercial, don't leave home with what? I'd like to add, don't leave home without him being manifested in our lives. Don't, don't, why, why would we do that? There's something about that, he helps us in our weaknesses. Number two, the Holy Spirit also refreshes us in our weariness. He refreshes us in our weariness. In the Old Testament book of Isaiah, God spoke of the Holy Spirit providing mankind rest. Watch this. Rest, strength, and refreshing. God knew that we would all get worn out. God knew that we would all get tired and fatigued. Physically, emotionally, spiritually. God knew that. But there's a power attached to a practice where we open ourselves up to God. I'm now building upon, Pastor, how do I practically do this? As we go to the place of prayer, listen to me, as we go and we engage with God, the Holy Spirit, by the way, the departing gift of Christ to his church, a personal, customized, tailored, listen, gift to you, who knows you, who wired you to help you, God, the Holy Spirit. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 40, but those who wait upon the Lord, let me pause there. What's this word? Come on, say it out loud. No, 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 God, you don't understand. We're Americans. We don't like to do that. We don't want to wait. We want it now. Matter of fact, we want it yesterday. We, 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 we don't want to wait. We want it now. We want it immediate. Matter of fact, I got to tell you all something funny. Yesterday night. Saturday morning, I'll wake up and I'll read and pray and then I'll go work out. And it's funny, I, I had this just desire, this overwhelming desire. I'm not saying it was from God. It could be, but to go to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> but listen, it's so crowded there. I don't know if we should do a petition, get another one opened up here in the North Shore, but it's just so, it was just, am- and so now, I don't know if y'all noticed They, if, if you live in this area, they, they've, got, they've got like little stands up with one lane, but then there's another lane that looped outside of that lane. So I pull up, I'm like, oh my gosh, there's like, there's like a double loop. Like I'm on the outer court out here. I, I'm serious. I, I'm like, okay. So I said, well, let me just wait. because so, so I got on the outer court, which you got a loop all the way around. Then you get on the inner court and then you start doing the thing. And so I realized once I got in there, I couldn't get out. Now I was going there to buy, let me tell you, I was going to buy the egg white chicken sandwich. That thing Because it's only 300 calories. Let me tell you, I don't know if what man is like, but I bet you it was like that. Come on. I mean, it's just so powerful. Just that sandwich. People say when I do this in church, they want to go get it. You can't. It's closed. <laughs> you know, don't even worry. drool all you want, baby. You ain't getting that today. Okay. <laughs> so, so what's so funny is I timed it. 18 minutes. The guy behind me was so mad. He was trying to get out. He couldn't get out. I was just, it was funny, you know? And I was just like, why? And he started saying things and I wanted to see if he went to church the king. And so, <laughs> and so it's just funny. So I fi- listen, 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 listen. So I finally got it. And when I got it, I waited 18 minutes. It was so good. It was amazing. We'll wait 18 minutes in line to get a Chick-fil-A sandwich because it's so good and the reward is so great. Will we, will we wait upon the Lord 18 minutes in the morning before we go to work to talk to the creator, the God of the universe? That's my question. We'll wait in the doctor's office because we know the outcome is so important. It may save our life. I want to submit to you today that waiting upon, upon the Lord is probably the most important thing that you can do. It is the most important. Those that wait, everyone say wait. Those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Well, Pastor, I don't have time. You don't have time not to. I know it's a double negative. You don't have time not to, not to. You, you need to, I need to wait upon the Lord. Romans 8, verse 10, 11. If Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him who raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, dwells in you, this is a new thought for some people, particularly if you're new to Church of the King, if you're new to Christianity, I'm sure you've never thought of this thought before. God, to you has been always out there. For the believer in Jesus, Christ, by his spirit, lives in you. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies. Don't tell me stress will overwhelm you if Christ is in us. Are you with me? Yes, we build margin. Yes, we have to understand seasons. Yes, we have to understand the reality of living out our priorities. But you and I have an advantage as Christ followers. It's Christ in us, the hope of glory. It's the power of the Holy Spirit in us. As we wait upon the Lord, we're filled up with the power of the Spirit. As we wait upon the Lord before we go to work in the morning. As we wait upon the Lord, maybe it's five minutes, maybe it's 10 minutes. And we're, and we're clearing our minds. We're allowing the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts. And God is beginning to speak to us. I, one of my heroes of faith is a pastor named Pastor uh, Paul Young Cho. And uh, he was in Korea, pastor the largest church in the world, 800,000 people in that church. Boy, that is huge. But one of the secrets, he said, to being able to pastor that church is that he would spend an hour or two every morning. Listen to me at prayer mountain and he'd go to prayer mountain. They have little prayer grottos. I've never been to Korea. I've been to Asia many times. I've never been to Korea. I want to go. And it's in South Korea and there's this mountain and he would go and he would pray and he'd cry out to God and God would God speak to him and God again. and here it is, here it is. He would lay aside his weariness And he'd walk out with strength, not his strength. How often we try to live the Christian life in our own strength. Businessmen and women, listen to me. You may be smart. You may be all of those different things because God's gifted you. But you're not smart enough to pull off life in your own strength. You're not smart enough. God knows where the business is. God knows how it works the best. God knows how your business works best. God knows how your marriage works best. God knows how everything works best. Why would we not wait? Everyone say wait. Why would we run out the door dressed physically, but not dressed spiritually? Let's wait upon the Lord. Let me give you this last and final thing, and then we'll close. Number one, the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. Number two, the Holy Spirit helps us in our weariness. Number three, the Holy Spirit helps to clear up our weird thinking. I'm talking about you and me. Anybody else, listen, have weird thoughts like me sometime? Come on, raise your hand. Anybody else? Pastor, I got all these weird thoughts. There's something of a calm. Everyone say calm. Calm. There's something of a calm that comes when you begin to pray in the power of the Holy Spirit. We invite the Spirit of God to manifest himself. You come to that of prayer, I, I go upstairs in my, in my prayer closet, my room. That little built out area above the garage. And I'll, I'll begin to pray. And I've got my tablet, by the way, I've got my tablet. Got my Bible. And I, I go up there to meet God. Yes, you can pray all day long. Yes, you can do all those different things. There is something about meeting God in the morning. The Bible says way before daylight, Je- Jesus woke up. And he went and spent time with his father. If he had to, how much more do we? And I'll go up to that place. And sometimes when my thoughts are just all over the place, and I'll I'll just begin to pray in the power of the Holy Spirit and worship God. and, And all of a sudden, something, listen, something of clarity comes into my mind. John chapter 14, watch this, verse 25. This is the message translation. Here's what Jesus says. I'm telling you these things while I'm still living with you. Remember, he's about to go away says the father or excuse me the friend the holy spirit whom the father will send at my request will make everything plain to you what if in your life all of the confusion could be cleared up like that wouldn't that be a good deal all of the confusion all of the lack of clarity all of the ambiguity That we often carry around mentally, which impacts us emotionally, which impacts us volitionally. We often make decisions on half information, wrong information, emotional decisions. Why? Because of a lack of clarity. And yet we have a secret weapon from God, which is called prayer infused by the Holy Spirit, where the Holy Spirit clears up and makes things plain to us. All of a sudden our minds get clear. How to deal with that situation. Our minds get clear. Our souls come down. We, watch this. We de-adrenalize physiologically. And our spirit is buoyant and strong. And all of a sudden we hear God's voice. The power of the Holy Spirit. God starts speaking to us. Where there's confusion, there's now clarity. Where there's weariness and weakness, now there's strength. He says, he will remind you of all things that I've told you. I'm leaving you well and whole. That's my parting gift to you. We've been given a gift, the gift of the Holy Spirit. Christ, by his spirit, lives in you as a Christian. You've got to hear me today. He's in you to help you deal with life. Not just forgive you of your sins so you don't go to hell one day. And that's important. That's the baseline to give you power, to give you strength, to give you wisdom, to give you insight. Man, is that an advantage. He says, that's a parting gift I'm giving you. My peace. Everybody say peace. Man, it's peace. He's trying to give you peace. Sir, he's trying to give you peace. Listen, sometimes the situations in my life are so overwhelming. I have a friend of mine. He told me, he says, you live under attack i'm concerned about you i'm concerned i'm too close to you well you know what if you want to do anything for god how many know you become an offensive threat to the kingdom of darkness come on are y'all with me or not but here's what i know god's not god has not promised to calm all of my storms on the outside but he's promised to calm all of my storms on the inside everybody say peace Matter of fact, we'll finish. Stand, let's stand. I'm gonna finish reading this with all of us, all of our campuses. I just sense the Holy Spirit right now. God is speaking to you. God is for you. He's not against you. He says, I don't leave you the way that you're used to being left. Some of you, listen, some of you were left holding the bag. Some of you were left in a relationship. You were left. He said, I'm not gonna leave you. Feeling abandoned. Bereft. I'm not gonna do that. So don't be upset. Don't be distraught. God the Holy Spirit. Christ, when he ascended on high and he sat down at the right hand of the Father, first person of the Trinity, God the Father, at the right hand of God the Father, the second person of the Trinity, God the Son. Acts chapter 2, he pours out the third person of the Trinity, God the Holy Spirit. My departing gift to you, humanity, is God the Holy Spirit to bring you strength where you're weak, to bring you refreshing where you're weary to bring clarity where you're confused peace peace god the holy spirit i'm gonna ask our prayer team to come forward right now i want to say this if you do not know christ our church is here for you every week we'd love to talk to you about what it means to be a a christian a follower of jesus it's not about joining our church but we're here for you if you need prayer for anything as well our altar is going to be open let me just pray a blessing over you Lord, thank you. Make us hungry, oh God. Make us hungry for more of you. Hungry for the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, thank you. Father, thank you that we don't have to do life alone. But you've left us your departing gift. The gift of the Holy Spirit. That lives in us as followers of Jesus. The presence of God. The power of God. The wisdom of God. Lord, teach us as a church to be pursuers of the presence of God, to not be satisfied with living life on our own initiative, our own ingenuity, our own intellect, but give us a holy dissatisfaction where we say, God, without you, we can do nothing. Lord, fill us with your presence. Fill us with your power. Fill us with your grace. Lord, I bless your people as they go forth this day. I pray for every man, woman, boy, and girl. I pray for the favor of Almighty God. May it rest upon your life. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said.